You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Jamie Masters, and she's been featured on Yahoo's homepage six times and in Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Business Insider. She's been a top business coach for over a decade now and has helped hundreds of six and seven figure entrepreneurs and business owners optimize every area of their business. She's also the host of an online show called The Eventual Millionaire where she's interviewed over 400 self-made millionaires. She's a tech geek, has two kiddos, and even has a sword on the wall in her house. Plus, she loves creating automated systems and talking business growth. So she's in the right place. Welcome, Jamie. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. And I have like 15 or 20 swords on the wall, but yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen those. I think you posted those on Instagram one time a while back when you you did your collage on the wall, didn't you? (laughs) Yes, I totally did. Yeah, awesome. Well, listen, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. We met over five years ago, and that's hard to believe. And I was honored to be on your podcast back then. And so the whole thing's come full circle, and now you're on my podcast. So I'm excited because today we're going to talk about something that everybody that's listening today really needs to pay attention to. And that is there's this huge focus on generate more leads, generate more leads, more, 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 when in reality, If you focus more on quality versus quantity, you can get a better net profit out of the whole ball of wax if you understand and learn how to qualify them better. So Jamie's an expert at this. So she's going to walk through an entire workflow that she has on how to better qualify your leads so you're spending the most time with the most qualified leads. So, But before we dive into that, before we dive into that, we got to have a little bit of an intro here. So I gave you a quick intro, but... Tell us a quick backstory of kind of how you got here, and then we'll dig right in. Well, and it's kind of funny. Uh, you talk about the lead qualification and what that looks like. When I first started online, I was a business coach even before I went online, right? Hardcore, middle of nowhere in Maine with landscaping companies and plumbing companies and blue collar stuff. And it wasn't a big deal. You'd go, you'd talk to people, they'd be qualified. They'd have an actual business. When you go online, you're like, I like leads. And I was on uh, Yahoo's homepage, and I just got massive amounts of leads when my business. My blog was like six months old and I had no idea the difference between well-qualified leads, right? And I'd hop on the phone with people that were just, oh my gosh, so unqualified. So I have learned this, the painstaking hard way of people saying that they make great money and then hopping on the phone with them later. So yeah, going back to my, my story, I've been a business coach for over 10 years, both offline first, which most people online don't know. They just assume I started with this online brand, but I've been doing it for many, many years and been coaching and retreats and masterminds and and really getting in on these six and seven figure businesses, over 5,000 coaching hours now. So to me, I've been around the block. I know exactly what's wrong with businesses. And a lot of the times 
it's not the the stuff that you think it is, right? It's not the growth means more leads, go, go, go. And so that's why we're talking about this today. This is all the stuff that nobody really talks about it because it's a little unsexier, <laughs> but it will make you a lot more money in the long run. So it really should be the sexiest thing we can talk about. Yeah. It, this reminds me, when you just said that, it reminds me of the first webinar I ever did. And that was years ago. It was probably, I don't know, it was probably eight, seven, eight, nine years ago. Uh, and it was for my logistics company. And we generated over 900 leads on that webinar. The problem was, is that 95% of them totally sucked. <laughs> and it took us so many man hours yeah. to get through those leads just to filter through. I mean, it probably cost, I'm going to tell you right now, it cost me over $100,000 probably just to go through those leads based upon all the salespeople and the time and everything that went into it. Now, fortunately, we were able to kind of separate them because we really hammered the leads and we generated over $5 million from that one webinar. From the leads that were generated, we generated over $5 million, but it was painful. And had I done a better job qualifying them on the way in, like you do and like you're going to talk about today, I think we could have saved a lot more time and put a lot more to the bottom line. And that's what it's all about. So a million times over. Well, and that's the funny thing too, when you're spending money on advertising dollars, also really knowing who that perfect qualified lead is before we start going this, before the paid advertiser starts going leads, leads, leads. Those are our metrics, right? A, huge things um, if you don't already have. So go you for making 5 million. But yeah, uh, spending a hundred million, a hundred thousand when you have five million makes perfect sense. But if you only made a hundred and fifty thousand, that would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, because I would have been net nothing probably yes. at the end of the day for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I will be honest with you and tell you that I've never been able to replicate that since. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right? So, so I, sexy I, I, internet stories. Man. I, it was great, but I have never been able to replicate it since in full transparency. And I use webinars a lot, but I've never been able to even come close to that. But Ooh, I want to talk about that with you later. That sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about this really quick. Get a little bit micro into your coaching business, and then we're going to dig into this qualification process. So what's the number one strategy? If you had to pick one strategy for the way you generate quality leads today for your business, what would it be? If you had to pick one, what would it be? Oh, for my own business? For your own business right now, your coaching business, because you got a successful coaching business yes. and you're generating leads, but where are they coming from and what's the strategy? I know you're going to do a qualification piece, which well, we're going to so, talk about. Yeah. So mine is mine. I'm old. I've been in the game for a long time. So mine's podcast and my SEO, right? So I've been, my site's been up for almost nine years. So doing things with new people nowadays, a little bit different, but yes, I've built up a lot of clout. So most of the people listen to my podcast come through, or we've got hundreds and hundreds of articles that are well-ranked. So that's the other way that a lot of these leads come in. If you had to get rid of one, which one would you keep? Oh, Putting your feet to the fire. Hey. Well, no. So the thing that's interesting is I hate writing. <laughs> so I do the podcast. So all the podcasts are the SEO. So it's kind of the same thing. So I can't really get rid of one because I don't want to write articles. No, that sucks. So I guess the podcast, but it would still be ranking. So I get them both. So you can, I have a win-win out of that. So you've been able to get a lot of your podcast episodes and the blogs associated with them to rank? Because I know a lot of podcasters struggle with that. They get the downloads and the listens, but they don't get any long tail from SEO because for whatever reason, it seems harder to rank a podcast episode than it does just a typical blog. At well, least but that's been my experience. Things. Yeah, no, totally. So there's a few things that I did, but differently at the beginning. Remember, I'm a geek. So I loved SEO at the beginning. So I'd actually rank for their names a lot. So Seth Godin and and I would rank for the people's names quite often. Plus we had all the transcripts that were done. 
So we would actually have a separate frame, well, not a separate frame, but a frame within the thing. So it would get, all the transcripts would get categorized also. So I've been doing that since for nine years. So that's a big chunk also. Or it was hilarious, actually. One of the reasons why my website used to go down often is because there was a couple different shows. One was like um, Secret Millionaire or something like that. And if I interviewed someone and they searched their name, my website would go down because I would be the first ranking person for their name, <laughs> right? And, and they got tons of traffic and I would be the one that would go down. Like nice. how crazy is that stuff, right? So simple things like that that have built over. Don't get me wrong. We, we have definitely written content then too. And we go after specific long tail keywords, but we usually do that either based on the interview that we do or the client's, not client's name, but the millionaire's name. Does that make sense? Perfect. So it's tough. It's tough to choose one or the other. No, I got it. Awesome. All right. So let's dig in here because I know we have a limited amount of time. You've got a hard stop and everybody's probably, you know, frothing at the mouth here to figure out how you're able to get these leads, better quality leads. And you're so- You're only a good marketer if they're frothing at the mouth already, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and well, hey, listen, you know, I can tell you that, you know, when you said that this was something that you thought would be really compelling for the audience, this topic, I was full on because I've done my fair share. I mean, I do a lot of marketing on LinkedIn. And one of the challenges, I mean, I generate a lot of leads on LinkedIn. I generated over 3,500 inbound leads in 2018 with just LinkedIn all organic. So you can imagine <laughs> how painful it is to sort through that nightmare, right? Through that mess. Nightmare. And try to- Darn all those leads. Yeah. It's a high quality problem, but it's still a problem. Well, and that's the funny thing. Like, that's why when you work with people that are, are businesses in six seven figures, to everybody else, you're like, I just want more leads. And you're like, oh, no, that's not the answer. Everybody online that are marketers are like, more leads. And I don't care about more leads. I just care about this. So I want conversion. And of course, that matters big time. And that's what I want to go over. Because what we did is we created more of a structure around this. We actually have templates and all sorts of stuff that we give our clients. So they don't have to reinvent the wheel because otherwise you're figuring out yourself. Just like what you said with the 900 leads that you had before, you're like, okay, crap, what do I do now? So then we're going to start parsing them into this. And I used to be a programmer. So in my head, I'm like, we just do it like this in advance. And it's way easier to send them through a workflow that already works than it is to go back and try and qualify them separately. For sure. So let's dive into your qualifications. You've got an entire framework on how you bring leads in and you sort them into different, you segment them and put them in different buckets. So Talk to me, share us what's going on. So one of the very first things is, of course, this matters on exactly what your workflow is. Feel free to comment or email me and I can definitely tell you workflows that are very, very specific, right? So this is the general workflow, everyone. I know they're going to be like, but for me, I'm like, I've had every business known to man under me. So I totally understand that this will take some tweaks. That being said, one of the main chunks that I think is extremely important is having one way that you pre-qualify with an online form. Even if you're talking to them on the phone, having one place where all of the leads go, hugely important. Because now that we have messenger bots and all these other different type of ways that people can be interacting with you, having one centralized form, we make everybody go through our online qualification form. It's very short, but even if I'm out networking, I was just at capitalism conference and I had three people fill out application form because I don't want to have to track that stuff later. Right. So that is one of the very, very beginning pieces. If you don't have that yet, we're definitely going to go into that. But one of the biggest pieces in creating that online qualification form is really understanding who you're going after. So part two, I make people actually create buckets, right? You've heard that before. Avatar buckets. 
So one is having the perfect fit. One is having a potential fit. And one is not a fit at all. And I'll send you this workflow that you can put on and I'll have it downloadable for everybody that's listening into. I'm very visual, so it's way easier to see than it is to just hear about. But once you start actually identifying what makes that perfect fit by going back through who your ideal clients are, the people that pay on time, right? And it can be, I mean, you can make these super, super nitty gritty if you want to. So for one of my clients, he actually talks about how many ads they run every single month, what their ad spend is, what type of e-com company they are, like goes super nitty gritty detail on what you would classify a perfect fit, right? So that's number one. Then you go through and you do the not a fit, the people that you are not willing to work with at all, (laughs) right? So it could be a certain amount of revenue that you're willing to work with, a certain type of person, somebody that hates paying their bill, someone that expects too much. Like this is where you start getting really clear. And and this is going to be helpful regardless of the marketing and sales part, but with going through your current clients as a side note and seeing which ones of your current clients are actually perfect fits that pay on time and are happy versus the ones that are really not fits, but we said yes because they gave us money. Yeah, the not fit bucket is the most important bucket, right? Because that's how you save time. A million times over. And what we typically don't do as owners is actually just sit down and write it down, right? We just deal with it typically. (laughs) Like, oh, they gave us money. All right, that's great. Or something like that. And actually writing that down makes a huge difference. So once we have the perfect fit and the not a fit, whatever that lowest level denominator is, then the midway between the two is what I call the potential fit. Now, the potential fit are the ones that give you the most headaches typically because those are the ones that you're like, oh, well, they could be really good or they might not be really good. And you hopping on a call with them, your closing ratio is probably going to be worse because you don't know which bucket they fall in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I like to do with that is I have, you've met my wonderful right hand, Leilani. She talks to all of those people before I ever hop on the phone with any of them. Got it. So you're scrubbing those leads beforehand. Big time. So there's a lot of really amazing things that happen from having somebody else talk to them beforehand. And I know when it comes to the pushback and objections, people are like, I know, but they're my sales leads and I don't want to have another person. There's all sorts of things that come up in regards to that. But much rather have the owner be working on is getting those high quality, perfect fit leads that go automatically to you, right? So you do do a sales call with them as the next step because these are workflows that we can, each one has its own line, right? So the perfect fit people don't have to do a human qualification call. They can go right to your sales call calendar. Yep, exactly. Yep. I'm looking at the workflow and we'll definitely make (laughs) sure that we put that in the show notes so everybody can download that and look at it as they're going through the episode, because I think it will definitely connect the dots. That's much better. Totally. Well, and then, so the potential fit is where what's amazing for this is Leilani can actually learn how to do sales calls without the pressure of actually having to sell anyone either. Right. So one of the great things when she goes through is she has a a whole subset. It's like a 15 minute call. It is not a very long call at all, but she just hops on. She talks me up like crazy. So that way they're like pre-qualified like all heck because she can brag about me without me being, you know, dumb bragging all about myself at the beginning of the sales call. Yeah, without you having to do it, which is great. It's been amazing for that. And it gets her really warmed up and used to. So she actually went to go through all the sales calls that I have have been pre-qualified because I actually send the perfect fits through her also. She pre-qualifies my perfect fits just because I don't, I've had people lie. They do that? on the phone with me, which is it's happened three times now. And that's why we're like, no, you know what? She's going to talk to everybody first. This is weird. I get weird <laughs> things in the mail. It's just interesting. So she pre-qualifies everyone for my business. 
But in general, it's a really amazing way for her to go, ooh, you know what? This might not be a great fit for you because we sell a lot of high level coaching and masterminds and pretty high expensive stuff. So the potential fits, she can actually sell affiliate programs. She can sell other things that would actually be a better fit for them without me ever having to hop on the phone. Right. You call them down sells, right? So it's kind of like it's they're not a perfect fit or they're not a fit. It kind of goes into that down sell bucket or that down sell channel, right? That's the direction you're going to push them at that point. Totally. So typically, and some of our affiliate stuff is not actually a down sell actually, but what we're trying to do as far as down sell, quote unquote, how much money she's selling. But what we're trying to do is go, hey, I want to help business owners that are six figures. How can I serve them best? And those human qualifications allow it so that I don't even have to be on the phone and I don't have to sell my own stuff. And Leilani can do that exact same thing on the sales side, right? And she does it really, really easily. And it's sort of a no pressure quote. I'm just trying to find you the right solution side. So for that, it's so much better. And like you said, for whatever those downsells are, we have a list of our downsells personally, but I highly recommend doing introductions if they need to or affiliate stuff or, I mean, you can just be a service to them. I mean, hopefully you can be making some cash on that too, but either way, you being that service person to them or her asking if they have any referrals of anyone else at that moment, if they're not a perfect fit is huge. And then they actually talk to a real human instead of just being this online world that we live in, right? So I'm ashamed to tell you that I've been missing the boat, the downsell piece, right? So I generate a lot of leads and I'm thinking about, hey, those 3,500 leads that I generated on LinkedIn, I converted it into some nice clients, but there was a lot that just didn't, weren't really the good fit. Has that been very profitable for you? I mean, do you consider that just all gravy on top or is that something that's really become significant for you in, in your revenue and bottom line for your business? Well, significant in so many ways, both revenue, but intangible also. I wouldn't say intangible, but hard to categorize, right? Because the other pieces you're building a relationship with yeah, them. You're helping them. You're truly helping yeah, them. Yeah. Right? You're actually, and it's great. Yeah. I get to actually help them or I don't even have to. She gets to actually help them. And what's so amazing is when we follow up later, they give us referrals. They're like, Ooh, we should send so-and-so down that. Cause either way they solved my problem. Right. Does that make sense? We even recommend stuff that we don't make a commission on, but I'm just looking to help them as much as humanly possible. Right. And of course it's easy for me to say, cause I can be like, Leilani, you do it. I don't have to do it. <laughs> right. But it definitely causes a bunch of affiliate revenue that way. But in general, I'm looking to serve people as much as humanly possible because then I can ask them for things later anyway. And we do have lower price programs that they can sign on. But my whole thing, just so everybody knows, I have a stance, right? I need to be able to sleep at night. So I don't sell anyone anything that I wouldn't do if I were them, right? You would think, right? You would think that that would be normal in this world, but it's not. So for Leilani, she lovingly can just go, hey, you know what? I would do this if I were you. I will intro you to this person. I'll do this, right? And like you said, the amount of not only social capital, but cash you can get out of the leads that wouldn't actually have been technically a fit because you need to talk to them to really find out what actually is a fit and trying to sell them something, downsell them something that might work, could definitely work. I'm not saying we do a lot of launches and a lot of downsells in general, right? So we have a generic downsell typically, but this way we're really handholding them and it takes 15 minutes. Like it's so much easier and they really feel connected to you. So following up, we have that big old list. So whenever we launch anything smaller priced, we have a humongous list of people that we talk to that absolutely love us of potential fits anyway. Love it. Okay. So we talked about the not a fit and moving that in the downsell direction. We talked about the perfect fit and that 
Leilani qualifies them, but you know, that may or may not be necessary for depending upon who the business owner or entrepreneur is, who's going to put this in place. And then it goes to a sales appointment. Now from there, it's going to break into two channels, right? It's going to be yes or no, right? You're going to have a yes, which, okay, great. We got a new client, but no, what do you do there? How do you follow up with them after that? And how, what does that look like? Is there a cadence to it? Is there additional qualifying? What does that look like? Definitely. And it depends on the business, but this is what we do. And then, like I said, email me if you have any questions on this too. So on the sales appointment, I used to hate sales, by the way, side note, <laughs> like I was in Kirby vacuum cleaner at the very beginning when I was 17 and was like, sales are horrible. No wonder you uh, hated sales. Oh my gosh. You were selling like, vacuums just- door to door. I mean, <laughs> seriously, at 17, my dad gave me mace. It was awesome. So I had a bad taste in sales <laughs> for a while, right? Until I met my mentor when I was 24. And he really showed me like the used car salesman is the guy that's trying to sell you something you don't actually want. The good salesperson is actually trying to get you something that you do want, like to actually help you, right? So we have scripts for the sales appointment that we give to our clients too. The end of that sales call is very patterned for us. So I personally like to ask on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? And I leave it at that, right? At the end of the sales call. And then what we do is different things based on what they say. So for example, seven and above, if they say seven above, usually they're pretty warm. Like I've had people say 11, right? So the 11, usually they'll buy when you're on the call. But a lot of the times I want people to take 24 hours themselves anyway. I don't want them to give me a yes at that call because I'm not that hardcore salesperson. And a lot of the times I'm working one-on-one or in a high level sense with them. And if they're just sold because they're excited, they're not as good (laughs) clients either. So seven and above, I go, okay, well, I'm going to text you in 24 hours. Let me know a yay or nay either way. Go chat with your wife, go chat with your business partner, go figure it out on your own. Let me know either way. If that happens, if there are seven and above, we have a different follow-up sequence where I text them and then Leilani takes it from there also, because I don't want to deal with that after. If they they say no or yes, it's not a big deal. But Leilani will actually have a separate follow-up sequence. If they say six or below, I go, oh, it sounds like it's not really totally a great fit. Can I follow up in a month or so? And they're like, well, no, I didn't say it wasn't a great fit. I'm like, well, usually six or below. Usually tomorrow you're going to say no. So it's not a big deal. I'm not going to say anything. It's not a big deal. And then I just say, hey, can we check up in a couple months? And usually we have a separate follow-up sequence that I like to check in after a month or two anyway on my own. But we have a follow-up sequence where Leilani actually checks in with people. Does that make sense? So that way I can get their temperature check. And that way we have a different follow-up sequence based on whatever their temperature is. Yeah, that's perfect. That's ideal. That's exactly what I was looking for. So in summary, we talked about when your leads come in, you go through all the same qualification form, you put them all through the same form, you funnel them all, no matter what channel they're coming from, social or wherever, right? You put them through the same form, you create that form and they fit into three buckets, perfect, potential fit, not a fit, and then their human engagement or not. And then you either downsell or sell them your, you know, your, make your standard offer. And then you do a follow-up sequence for there. Yep. Awesome. Well, I couldn't get it wrong because I'm looking at the online qualification (laughs) form. So I'm really not that smart, but even an idiot can read this. So I'm going to highly recommend that you guys download this as a part of this episode. You know, Jamie was nice enough to share this with us. And I think this will really, really cement this whole concept for you because it really did for me. When she told me about it, I was like, oh, how does that work? And then I saw it and it was like, boom, it just made sense. So, so. And the thing that I want to highlight too is the reason why we're doing this is so that way you can lean on your team a lot more. A lot of the times owners, even at six and seven figures, are still the main salesperson. And we're not good at letting go of this process, really, right? 
oh, I do it better, or we've tried hiring salespeople and it didn't totally work because their conversions weren't as great, right? So the goal is to really be leveling up on your time and what really is more of an admin task that is pre-planned with all templates. These are all canned responses. This should be very simplistic for your team to be able to do. Like this is a simple computer program, right? If this, then that. And that way you're not spending so much time, like we were saying beforehand with those 900 leads that you had, because they're all going automatically through the sequence. And your team feels a million times better because they know what to do. And it's not like a lead comes in, what do we do with him? And we're making the decision over and over and over again. One of the, you know, you've heard the definition of insanity and I feel like business owners do it all the time, right? They're just expecting a different result, but they're still doing the gosh darn same thing and banging their head against the wall. So I implore you, even if it's just right now creating a couple of new canned responses for your team or whatever those pieces are, take a look and just do pieces of this because you will save so much time and so much energy of going into, because to me, the other issue that I've always had is I love people saying yes. I'm not a fan of people saying no. Who knew, right? Most people are like that. And I know you need to have more no's in order to get to yeses. What I'm figuring out in this online qualification piece, the less people that are unqualified that I talk to, the way more yeses I get anyway, because I'm good at sales, right? And so to me, it even just helps my self-esteem by going, my closing ratio is amazing. Yeah, it's a lot more fun, that's for sure. Yeah, we filter so much beforehand, but then the team knows it too. And we're training the team to get better at all of this also. I mean, it definitely gives you some scale. It makes your job a lot more fun because you get to talk to highly qualified people that really need and want what you have, as opposed to a bunch of tire kickers that probably don't and can't even afford it, right? So no, I totally agree. I think this is amazing. I think it's perfect. It, It was the perfect timing to come on here. I'm so glad you shared this. So last two questions, rapid fire, then we're going to wrap it up for today. What is your favorite growth tool or software that you're using to grow your coaching business? If you had to pick one, because I know you got tons probably, which what one? I know. That's a really great question. We're doing a lot of LinkedIn. I don't want to say LinkedIn because that's your thing. So never mind. No, you can say LinkedIn because it only helps me. (laughs) But if you've got a tool, what's the one that you're doing? Everybody talks about yours. Yes. So (laughs) we've been doing a bunch of cold outreach and strategy, and a lot of people don't know about like Never Bounce. So on the spamming side. So there's a whole bunch of different softwares that we're using on the cold email outreach side, but that is one that I highly, highly recommend if you're doing any cold outreach. Love it. Okay. And what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience? Maybe something that's left a lasting impression with you or helped you along in your journey? Oh, there's so many. I have a book of the top 100 books recommended by millionaires as a side note that are all categorized. And so personally, I don't like information if you can't use it at that moment. So giving a random book might be difficult, but I would actually say this is not totally business-like, but it is my favorite book. So it's The Alchemist. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I read it every other year. That's a staple Uh, in personal development. Right. And it needs to be because we're all on this path and sometimes we think we're crazy right? Because the, what we do as entrepreneurs is unlike no other, <laughs> right? Yeah, we Parenting are crazy. may be close, but yeah, it's definitely a thing. And, and you are not alone. If you're listening to this, everybody goes through this. I work with only high level people and they all have crazy stuff going on. Like everybody does. So give yourself a break. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. I'm so happy that we were able to arrange the time. I know you're very busy. I really appreciate it. Before we close out, let everybody know how they can connect with you learn more about your business, how they might be able to go through one of these online qualifications forms and figure out if they're actually a good candidate to work with you. And we'll close it out for today. I know. Seriously, you should totally go look through the workflow and just say, don't actually call me. I listened to Dennis's thing. That's fine too. If you want to see what the whole 
workflow actually looks like from the other side. But if you go to eventualmillionaire.com slash growth expert, we actually have a landing page. So we'll put that online qualification workflow up so you can see that and some other cool resources like the team test and a couple other things that you can steal for free without any opt-ins also. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Love it. Make sure you guys check that out. I promise you, I've known Jamie for a very long time. Everything she puts out is top-notch. So check that out on the website and I'll make sure the links are in the show notes. Have an awesome day and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks, Jamie. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.